91.3 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. I'm your host, Rita Ryan, here with Local Motion each and every Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m. We just started the show off by a track from They Might Be Giants with Electric Car featuring today's guest. Let's get him on the phone, Mr. Dan Levine. Dan? Yes. Hi. Yeah. Hi. You're there. It's always a good start when I don't disconnect people to start off our conversation. So, <laughs> so far, so good. Yes. So far, so good. <laughs> so, let me do a brief introduction, if I may, here to the listeners of Local Motion. I'll start off by saying multi instrumentalist, composer, arranger, and producer Dan Levine has performed and recorded with countless mu- musicians including Ray Charles, They Might Be Giants, Bruce Springsteen, Frank Sinatra, Liza Minnelli, David Byrne, Bjork, just to name a few. He's held the first trombone share on several Broadway shows, including the producers Hello Dolly, My Fair Lady, Liza's at the Palace, and is currently part of the Broadway production of Ain't Too Proud. Dan will also be performing tomorrow at Colony Woodstock with Jim Keller. And with that, you get a warm welcome to local motion dan levine hello rita hello 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 so i always like to start off by saying this is your life so i like to back up a little bit and i always like to hear about (laughs) stories about people how they got into music i understand that you are um you're brooklyn born yes that is correct yeah and a musical family Um, absolutely that's correct tell me about Uh, it we all well, um, we, I was born and lived in Bensonhurst, New Jersey as a really little kid. Then we moved to Long Island and a few other places in New York and New Jersey. And, um, but yeah, totally musical family, both parents, musicians. Uh, my dad was a music educator and performer for many, many years. And, uh, there was some, some families are athletic families. We were a music family and, you basically didn't have a choice. You you were going to play an instrument. <laughs> and <laughs> like, what was your I first instrument? It. I think the very first one was piano, mm-hmm. and then dr- drums, because I wanted to be cool. I want to play the drums, so I had some drum lessons. I mean, we're talking like six years old, yeah, five years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, um, And then I think my first uh, wind instrument was the uh, baritone horn, which I played for a long time. And then around the eighth grade, I decided I wanted to see what it was like to play trumpet, so I switched to trumpet. And uh, um, I wasn't very good, and uh-huh. I had braces, and it's really hard to play trumpet. I, <laughs> I would braces. imagine. I don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, imagine. It, it's, a, it's a bummer, yeah. <laughs> and then finally, um, uh, I switched to the trombone. My dad handed me a trombone. He was a big Tommy Dorsey fan, big Herbie Green fan, big uh-huh. Jack Teagarden fan. And we had a lot of records around the house, so I uh, around the age of 15, I committed to the trombone, mm-hmm. and that the rest is history, as they say. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you, you were in the high school band and all of that, or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in New Jersey, and, and then for a couple of years in a very small town in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we moved to uh, rural Florida when I was 15, actually, and I did the last couple of years of high school there, and... What was really fortunate, we were in this really tiny town, like 500 people, but up the road was uh, Stetson University, which happened to have one of the greatest brass teachers ever, uh, named Donald Yaxley. Uh, brass players might 
recognize his name, but mm-hmm. uh, so I could drive about twenty minutes and get lessons with this guy, and I think he charged ten or twelve bucks. Wow! Uh, and yeah, and that's kind of when I got serious. Uh, so, and what kind of music were you listening to at that point? Um, mostly, I love. I, I was getting into uh, jazz, but also pop, like melodic pop, like the Beatles and the Beach Boys, and. Uh, stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, but definitely, I was lucky that you know my dad would bring home records like, oh, here's Miles Davis, here's John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman, here's Jack Teagarden, you know, without much, he uh, wouldn't say much about it. We just go, this guy's really good, check it out. And it was it was a very cool way to educate me, you know, without any uh, big lead up to who I was about to listen to. So it was a very pure listening experience, and my eyes and ears were really opened. Wow, um, I bet. I think I wore those records out, absolutely. Wow, wow. Um, what a great thing to yeah. have a dad as a music educator and just kind of sliding stuff your way and and just learning through that. Now, you went to absolutely. college in Colorado, yes? That's right. I went to uh, University of Northern Colorado, and uh, it turned out to be just kind of the perfect place for me. It was had uh, a fantastic trombone teacher who's now retired. His name is Buddy Baker. And a really excellent jazz program, great classical program, and I kind of wanted to play all all types of music, and that was one of the places where I, where I could do it. Right. Uh, other places were more weighted towards one or the other. This was a place where I could do both. Right, right. And then right after college, I mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> initially, I might not have, it might not be in the bio, I, I initially toured with... Uh, kind of a swing band with sort of the Cab Calloway white tucks and tails. And we toured all over the United States and Canada, even did like a, a thing on a cruise ship for about 10 weeks. Wow. And then, yeah. And, and then we kind of landed in Los Angeles. I think that went on for about a year. We landed in Los Angeles and um, I was at a rehearsal, just a random rehearsal. And a guy mentioned, Hey, there's auditions for Ray Charles tomorrow. I said, oh, really? So I showed up and uh, got the job as his lead trombonist. And Dan, hello. Went on shortly thereafter. Jeez. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, <laughs> that was my first time in, in Europe and stuff. Uh, <laughs> unbelievable. And to hear him every night, of course, was... Ah, I have just, goosebumps. You know, as you I might have, imagine. I have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Was, I mean... It, it was, oh, wow. Yeah, it was that way. Yeah, yeah. Talk about just being in the right place and knowing about that audition, and and there you go with Ray Charles. How long did you work with him? I did uh, one tour, which you know the bulk of the tour is six months, and yep. then they often do some off season, you know, off season stuff, one offs, maybe special events. But six months uh, was kind of enough for me. Yeah, and uh, as 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 musically wonderful as it was, it's also sort of a rough and tumble scene, mm-hmm. and it. Cured me, cured me of being on the road for a little while. But <laughs> anybody who's close to the experience will know what I'm talking about. Uh, other people have been in the, stuck with the band for 20 years, so it, you know, it, it's different for everybody. It is. I, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. And right after that, I I uh, moved uh, back to New York and really started my professional career in earnest. You know, post tour. Right, right. But when you have a resume that includes the work of Ray Charles, um, that must open some doors for you as well. I'd like to, I'd like to think it does. You know, I don't uh, 
go up to people and say, hey, I have right, to go right. Charles. But right. if, but if they happen they... to know or find out, it certainly couldn't hurt. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So when you come yeah. to New York after doing this great tour and you really played with, I mean such diverse musicians from going from Frank Sinatra to blood, sweat and cheers. I mean, how different all that goes. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. when I look at your discography, I mean, it's really all over the place and it's beautiful because you got your, your, you know, a wide array of music there, which is, it's so incredibly cool. Um, Talk about some of the people that you worked with. And I mean, Sinatra, the legendary Frank Sinatra, how did that come about? It was, that was amazing, uh, a transcendent experience. You know, I, um, I was younger and he was older. <laughs> it, was, mm-hmm. it was closer to the beginning of my career. But, uh, or, and anyway, but uh, so it was in the early 90s, kind of maybe for four years. Wow. And uh, once again, if so much of it is just happenstance. You know, uh, mm-hmm. freelancers like myself don't have agents and managers usually unless we have a real desire to have a solo career. Um, I was once again at a rehearsal <clears throat> of a big band where you just read charts down and have a good time, and it was led by a trombonist named uh, Bob Alexander, who was one of the New York studio guys for years, but also played with Frank Sinatra for years. And uh, he heard me play, and he liked it, and we got along, and he said, hey, I need you to, can you sub on these Sinatra gigs for me? And I said, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, so it began. <laughs> yeah. So at one point or another, I don't know the inner workings of it, but there was kind of a turnover in the band. And mm-hmm. at that point, um, it became my job. Wow. So we, uh, yeah, played all of the United States, Europe. Um, it was kind of an amazing uh, experience, for sure. I think I recorded one album with them. It was Duets 2, the, the, less, the less famous of the two Duets albums. But it was great. It was amazing. Uh, the film composer, uh well, not the film, the Boston Pops director, and I think the film John Williams was the. Uh, oh wow! The oh wow! Yeah, it, it was it was incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. totally amazing. Oh my God! Such a legend too. I mean, Sinatra. I've never seen him live. I always wanted to, and um, I just I never made it to see him live. So, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, when you meet certain people, uh, their 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 presence. Besides, mm-hmm. besides their obvious talents, they they have an electrifying presence. Uh, there really is such a thing as charisma, and mm-hmm. you go, "Oh, now I get it." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that uh, Ray had it; he has it. Uh, I think Bruce Springsteen has it. There's certain people who literally have charisma. It's a sort of a, it's an extra mm-hmm. kind of thing that can't be explained, but it's it's real. I I hear that, and I totally understand what you're saying. Um, yeah, I've been lucky enough to meet a few people like that too. That. You just, right. yeah, yeah, they're, they just got it, you know, they just got it. And, and right. Springsteen, yeah. of course, I mean, and you recorded with him. Now, you must know my friend Clark Gayton. Uh, I totally know Clark Gayton. Yeah. And in fact, we are going to do some recording together this Friday. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> yes, Clark, Clark's one of my pals, and he is totally great, totally amazing. Yeah, uh, he was he was a guest here on the show. I don't know a month or so ago, six weeks ago, and um, oh, great great storyteller. If uh, you ever want to look that up, it's it's on YouTube. It really is uh, fun talking to Clark. He was like you, a first time guest on the show. Sometimes you know I have people on over and over, you know, and Clark was a first timer. Sure. Um, there were people that came up to me afterwards that said. 
I know Clark, but I did not know that story, you know, so he he managed to yeah. tell a few good ones. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, tell him I said hello when you see him on Friday recording. And, um, yeah, yeah. Now, also, uh, yeah, that's great. And, um, and of course, Liza Minnelli, David Byrne. Oh, my God. It just goes on and on and on. It's, 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 <laughs> you really have quite a, quite I think a career. The, uh, the diversity of it kind of reflects the fact that I, I really do love to play and I've always wanted to play a lot of different types of music. Right. And I, I kind of realized that early on. Um, when you play the trombone, maybe you don't have as many options as some other people in terms of popular music, and often you study classical music, which mm-hmm. I did, mm-hmm. and that was a great backbone to being a solid instrumentalist. But I, I realized kind of early on I didn't want to do just one thing, and mm-hmm. when you do, when you're a classical person and you're really serious about it, to be as good as you need to be, you, you kind of need to focus just on that. Yes. <laughs> and so I kind of decided to do everything else. Good for you. Good for you. I know what you're saying there, too. I have a daughter who's going to college for um, classical, and uh, she's trying to branch out of that a little bit, too. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. Now, you also have done um, a lot of uh, late-night TV, not just late-night, but just lots of TV uh, performances, too, with Conan O'Brien and Mm -hmm. uh, the old David Letterman. Who did you do some of these shows with? Was it different people every time you were doing these shows? Yeah, well, a few of them were naturally with They Might Be Giants. Mm -hmm. I think with them we did uh, uh, the Tonight Show with... with, um, when he was in Los Angeles with, with uh, Jay oh, Leno, got his name. Jay Leno, with Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah, that was terrific fun. And uh, we also played on, um, I think on maybe on, on Letterman. Oh no, no, on 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 um, Conan with the, the Might Be Giants. He was a real fan. Oh, been nice. On a few times. Nice. Uh, with Letterman, it was with Tori Amos. Uh, ah. She came to New York and rec- recorded like uh, a holiday album with big band and strings, real trad, and it, it coincided with some of her Radio City shows that she was doing. But one of the things she did shortly that same week was we played on Letterman, mm. and that was super fun. She's amazing. Oh, gosh, Letterman. Um, what, so much fun. See, and, <laughs> and, and Conan, I actually I subbed in the... House band a couple of times, which was a blast. Uh, oh yeah, did you play with Vivino? Jimmy Vivino, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mark Tender, a lot of the Jersey rock scene guys. Uh, it's such a great band. Yeah, it's an amazing scene. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's just such a guitarist, man. So so into that oh. instrument, uh, Jimmy Vivino. You know, he's just something else. Now, now let's talk about they might be giants. Um, Mm-hmm. What um, what a different different group than you know like the Sinatras and yeah. all of this. I mean, this is where your musical diversity definitely shines through, Dan. And um, talk me talk to me about your start with them and affiliation with they might be giants. Sure. Um, uh, this goes back a long ways. Um, it turns out you know we had some. I was already a fan of theirs and. Um, we had some mutual friends, but I'd never met them. And, uh, I was, I'd been recording with another really cool indie artist named Brian Woodbury. And, uh, who now lives in LA and has done a lot of film and TV music as, as well as his records. Uh, I think when they were putting together a horn section for them, I'd be giants. They, 
consulted with Brian and he recommended me. So once again, it's just happenstance. Yeah. Um, and they called, they called me and at, there were some schedule conflicts at first uh, and, but eventually it all totally worked out. And, and, uh, I said, had the pleasure of working with them for over 15 years, I think. Wow. At least. Oh man. It's, Time flies. Time so, yeah, flies. A lot of touring, a lot of records. Yeah. Uh, some TV music, some TV commercials. They they diversified as well. And of course, the children's records. Yeah, talk about the children's things. records. Really cool. How exciting. I mean, some of the music that you sent me, thank you for sending me such great music. Um, I'm going to play that next. Um, we just played Electric Guitar, uh, electric Car, and then when you and I are mm-hmm. done talking, I'm going to also play like When Will You Die, which is another They Might Be Giants um, uh, oh, yeah. track. <laughs> That's fun. fun, fun. And how did They Might Be Giants get involved with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know the inner workings of that, uh-huh. but I've always suspected that as their fan base, which are, includes a lot of creative people, uh, came of age, they, were, they got good jobs in the entertainment and art industries and, and maybe said, hey, I can ask my favorite band <laughs> to do the music for the show. I, I always like to think that's what happened because you know the, the uh, age range of the audience is quite diverse now sure um we also did the music for malcolm in the middle we did a series of believe it or not dunkin donuts commercials wow yeah that was a hookup with some kind of well-known film director and i'm i wish i could remember his name Uh but um yeah interesting projects have have come along for sure yeah another one that seemed to be pretty interesting was um the rainforest benefit at carnegie hall oh that's a joy it's such a joy um they I think I mentioned to you, uh, Sting, Sting's wife, Trudy, is the true organizer of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, every couple, every two years, they do this rainforest benefit, which just is kind of a star-studded scene. And uh, it was usually at Carnegie Hall. Last year, we did it at, I think, the Beacon. And we were all a lot happier because that place is more suited for amplified music. Sure, sure. But uh, so, you know, I, I've been in uh, several of these for, in, in the house bands. And uh, house band includes kind of a smattering of people from like the Letterman bands and uh, other like TV who, bands. like who. Well, uh, usually Will Lee plays bass. Oh God, yeah, okay, He's great, completely amazing. And the music director is uh, Narada Michael Walden, who just produced all those records for like Whitney Houston and stuff. He's just amazing. Mm. He's a great leader. Um, <clears throat> and. Uh, I think all other notable folks have done it. Um, I think I need more sleep, but I'll, <laughs> I'll write you a list. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Tell me, tell me next time. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, that sounds um, yeah. sounds like a really wonderful benefit that they put on, and that's a that's an annual event. Yes. Uh, every two years. Two it's years. Part of the house band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a section up there and horns, and even once in a while they'll use strings if, if they feel like. Uh, James Taylor almost always does it. I've done it with uh, Billy Joel, Lady Gaga, Sting, of course. Shaggy did it this year. Um, Annie Lennox, who's just an angel, oh, did it. <laughs> oh, I'm so like it's, it's a, a huge really, fan of hers. Uh, yeah, she, me too. And she was just as awesome in person as you always hoped she would be. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was the host, and he is so funny. So <laughs> it was really, it's really neat to watch these experts work right 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 yeah and you get to see it 
from the stage yourself. So it's a beautiful, beautiful perspective that you get to have on this as well as being such an integral part of it too. Um, and you were the music director for Jerry Seinfeld's um, 23 Hours of Boredom on Netflix. Yes. I mean, how much fun must that have been? That was incredible fun. Um, obviously, I'm, of course, I'm a big Jerry fan. Great to watch him work, just such science of what he does. And uh, they, the theme, the vibe was kind of like, uh, you know, definitely throwback. It was a big band on stage, and it was the feeling was like, uh, if you've ever listened to the uh, Sinatra and Basie Live at the Sands from, I think, 1967, that, that was kind of the goal. Okay, yeah. So, I, I arranged a bunch of music for that, and uh, I also brought in uh, Dave Mann and Tim Lumet, who are both great arrangers. They did some of the arrangements as well. It's too much for one person, given the time constraints. Um, but yeah, I was the music director. I was the guy with the headphones and the metronomes. And When you put on those headphones, let me tell you, there are about five or six people yelling at you all the time, and <laughs> or yelling, you know, lighting cues, someone standing in the aisle, camera three, and through all of that, you need to figure out who's actually talking to you and telling you that you need to play 30 seconds of a piece of music. But yeah. so that was an experience. Yeah, but, I bet. Uh, I bet. Wow. That, landing yeah. an aircraft carrier. <laughs> yes. but Gary was totally cool. He actually really had a very clear understanding of what he wanted musically. And um, one of the things we did was kind of alter an arrangement to his liking right on the spot for his walk-on music. And so it had to be time perfectly so and and he knew it so well he was able to communicate it well and it was really neat to get to um interact with him that way it was, it was very impressive i'm was, sure that that nice. must be yeah. helpful for a musician right to kind of have that guidance and and you know not have it be all over the place where someone has no idea what they want and he at least came in and kind of just had it all planned out already so yeah yeah, yeah. i think he's a real music fan and he such a showbiz pro he knew what would work and how right so i think it was you know within two minutes we had figured out exactly what he wanted and sort of custom tailored that piece of music so that, that was a, a cool experience um um and uh yeah there yeah. are other people in the that you work with who don't really know how to describe music so you kind of have to pull it out of them or show them what they want but in this case, he knew exactly what he wanted. Yeah, that's a that's a big Absolutely. big help, big help. And then yeah. Broadway, hello Dolly, and all these fun performances. You're down in the pit orchestra, yes. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> so that's been uh, going on for a while. Kind of the uh, it's nice to have a steady gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and as you know, it's all it's all coming back. Um, some shows have started already, and uh, the one that I'm involved in right now, Ain't Too Proud, uh, comes back on October 16th. So we have a little bit of time, but it's coming up. And it's coming up, and that's music of the Temptations, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. All of it. And it's, oh, let me tell you, it's a, it's, I got to say, it's a great show. I was going to say, you're playing some kick-ass <laughs> music. I mean, all Temptations. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and the story is amazing. It's really the story of them, so uh, the way the music is integrated is very natural. Uh, it's, a, it's a brilliantly done show. Um, at, at one point, we're, the musicians are on stage, too, so we have a little bit of get-out-of-the-pit time, which is always oh, nice. so it makes much it more fun. part of the show. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I may come down. I want to. I want to also see Ben's show too. Hate town, and um, ain't too proud. Oh, Broadway okay. is opening up. It's opening up safely. Listeners can buy tickets. You, they're all proof of vax, right? With um, masking and all of that. I assume ain't too proud is like yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's the assumption. You know, I think for now, it and that's how it's working. Uh, proof of vax wearing and wearing masks in the audiences. Yes. What they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's what they're doing as well. And, um, ain't too proud. I've seen the billboards all over the place for that. So, um, I hope Broadway, Mm -hmm. I mean, how's this been for you this last year and a half, as far as creativity, I talk to musicians every week and everybody has a different story. Um, how's it been for you create Mm -hmm. creatively? Well, it's interesting. Uh, there's we've I've been doing a lot of stuff as as others have remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pe- people have can. Well, I should go back. About the first month, I actually was really enjoying the break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, after you hustle for twenty years, you go oh, okay. This is like a forced vacation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the money around, so you have to figure out what to do. Uh, but uh, I think one that's things that's been really fun was uh, the projects we did with the hippie big band. I think we've done three or four videos and I think I sent you a link to one of them, but uh, the hippie big band is the brainchild of a really cool ranger in New York named uh, Russ Annixter. And it's basically like a small horn band, maybe like almost like a small big band that does interpretations of things like, uh, you know, Zeppelin and Allman brothers and, white trash, you name it. Um, and what we did were these, uh, we each recorded our parts at home and then everybody sent them to me and I mixed them and then sent that to the, and then everyone also took a video of themselves playing. Then we sent that to a videographer who would edit them into a final product. So those are on the internet. In fact, we're doing a gig with Russ, uh, September 26th. Yeah, and that's in... Chelsea um, Table. I, yeah, I was going to say, that's in New York City, right? At Chelsea Table? Yeah, it's a new venue, and they're going really strong with a uh, music policy. If you go to their uh, website, the lineup is kind of incredible. They're, they're really going for it, and it's kind of, kind of a... I don't know, I haven't been there yet. looks uh-huh. a little upscale. looks really nice. Nice, nice. Oh, how fun. And this is called the Hippie Big Band. You guys have like a That's website or doing anything like that as far as social media or anything? Well, if you go to... Um, that That's a good question. Uh, there probably is, but if you go to either Facebook or YouTube and look up Hippie Big Band, uh, you'll see, see the videos and stuff, and I'm sure the Facebook uh, listing... We'll have the listings of the gigs coming up. Perfect, perfect. I um, will. Um, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play that track. I'm gonna play the um, "When Will You Die" and definitely the hippie big band too. So that sounds like a oh, lot terrific. of fun. And then you're gonna be back up here in our neck of the woods tomorrow in Woodstock at Colony with Jim Keller. That's right. Totally looking forward to it. Um, got a really. He's got a great band. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you know Jim. He's He's quite amazing, a, a really great songwriter, really cool voice, um, great performer. Yep. Um, just surrounds himself with great musicians. Everyone wants to play with him. Um, and in this case, I was I procured a really great horn section that will be on it tomorrow. 
So we're very excited. Yeah. So I know Jay Collins. Obviously, he's been you know in the area here forever. And um, tell me about um, right. the the rest of the horn section for tomorrow's show at Colony. Right. So as you mentioned, Jay Collins is on sax, and Jay is a longtime member of like uh, what was it, Greg Allman? Greg Allman and Levon Hill. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've known him for a long time. In fact, I used to sub sub and fill in for Clark with Levon, so I got to play with him in that situation. As oh, well. so you've played at the um, barn too? Magical, magical! Mm-hmm. And if you were ever there, you know what I'm talking about. I do. I was lucky uh, so enough. So Aaron Hike is going to. Yeah, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Aaron Aaron Hike is there is going to be on sax tomorrow. Yeah, Aaron's amazing. He he did uh, the Letterman band. Uh, until that show stopped a couple of years ago. And he's also done a bunch of stuff with Sting and kind of everybody else, Richard Bona. Uh, and Trevor Newman, incredible trumpet player. Um, he and I work together uh, quite a lot. Yeah, he's a veteran of the Eagles, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. You name it. He's He has an unbelievable resume uh, as well. Um, in fact, he and I were on the road. I don't think I sent this information to you with a band called Miss Velvet and the Blue Wolf for oh. a couple of years prior to the pandemic, and we were opening for uh, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic, so oh. that was quite the experience. Wow, I bet it was. Wow, wow. And what a horn section tomorrow. Jeez, and you, four of you. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. we got four horns. <clears throat> four horns, no waiting. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's pretty incredible. Oh. If listeners are interested in going out seeing live music, which is what we promote here is colonywoodstock.com. You can get the information to tomorrow night's show there with um, my guest today, Dan Levine, and of course, Jim Keller and the other great horn players that he was just talking about. So that's happening tomorrow. Um, you've also, where you and I met, um, have um, mm-hmm. performed at Westwind Orchards in Accord and talked about world-class musicians showing up there on Saturdays. Hello. Um, (laughs) It's it's pretty dreamy there. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Um, The first time I saw it, I almost couldn't believe that it existed and that it was so close to my house. It it hardly made sense. Uh, Yeah, it's a dreamy place. The food is amazing. The music is amazing. Um, The whole vibe. The whole vibe is like... Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, it's all ages. You know, there's picnic tables. You bring a blanket. Um, great food. Yeah. Great libations. The music is just out of this world in the middle of nowhere, because it is. Exactly. It's a treasure. It's yeah. a treasure. Yeah. In yeah. Ackford, New York. Yeah, we probably shouldn't tell too many people about it, but too. what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's dog friendly as well. Yes, it's animal dog, it's friendly. dog friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, jeez, mm-hmm. the the performances that were there. You were just there, what September fourth, right? And then you were there when I saw you yeah. with um with of course Ben Porowski on drums, and I yep. saw you there with Danny Bloom, I believe, and Brian Mitchell was there, right? Yeah, and uh, all, and I've Warren. played there with uh, a few times with, with uh, Danny Lewis as well, and um, yes, that was the one. A lot of you know, I've, yes, it was with Danny Lewis, I, and uh, just just amazing. Machan sang, and uh, <clears throat> just killer bands, unbelievable. Yeah. I um, sort of, a, I think it's a some some of it was maybe a positive aspect of the shutdown where people weren't touring as much, so a lot of these great players were available. Yeah, and. Oops. 
I have to tell you, quite honestly, over the last, say, six months, um, I have seen the most amazing musicians simply because they can't tour. And, um, you know, you can't, like, worldwide tours right now are just still not really happening. And um, and just because of that reason, and we've got such a, an amazing group of musicians that live here or live close by to here, that you all been getting together with people and just blowing us away here. Like, what? <laughs> you know? So, normally we don't get a chance... It, it, it is a, a- it's a good byproduct of an unfortunate situation, that's for sure. Um, Very well are put. Kind of starting to sputter to life. Uh, I think government mule has gone out, and uh, um, you know a few few folks from around here are hitting the road again. I think Medeski and Schofield are going out. Yep. Doing some bits. So you know, it 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 can be done safely, but you just really have to pay attention. Really still, have to pay no attention. Joke. Yeah, absolutely. Danny's going to be yeah. on my show in a couple of weeks when he's got a little break from Mule. So look forward to talking with him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So lots of great stuff, but we really are so lucky here in the Hudson Valley. Dan, you also have a really wonderful website that lists so much. I could literally talk to you for several hours with um, all the (laughs) things you've done, really. And you're still going strong and have so much left in front of you um, that it's it's really beautiful to see. I'm, I'm so happy for you and what a joy it must be. I know it's hard work. I know you know people always glamorize being a musician but you know when you're up on stage and you're playing with some of the people you play with and the music you yourself are playing it's it's really quite extraordinary and it makes people happy so thank you for being one of those people that just um you know takes your takes your music to this next level for us the audience that so enjoys live music and um yeah no it's 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 pretty good stuff. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you. Thank you. And um, you ever going to write a book? Because, boy, you've got some stories to tell, I'm sure. Well, with, with that kind of encouragement, I just might start. <laughs> I think. I think <laughs> it might be. sit around and start telling stories. Yeah. 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 I, that's not, a, not a bad idea. But I, I just, I'm, I'm super grateful. And, and uh, um uh, like you mentioned, when you get to get up there and connect with audiences, that that's the reward. That's yes. The reward. Yeah. Yeah. No, no feeling quite like that. Yeah. It's all worthwhile. Yeah, I bet. And and especially the musicians of your caliber that after a year of really not, you know, yeah, you're doing stuff remotely and things like that and carefully maybe getting together with people, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like being in front of an audience because we all feed off each other, right? And um and that's Oh, absolutely. That's the beautiful thing and and congratulations on going back to Broadway. You're going back October, you said? October 16th is our reopening night. Wow. Yes, Saturday, October 16th. The crowd's going to go crazy. That's been, that's been happening. Yeah, I saw some video footage from, uh, from uh, Ben's show, Town, and yeah. it was just mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, how can it Beautiful not thing. be? It really is, you know, and it's just such a deep gratitude for, for those that are in the show and also the attendees the attendees so yeah so yeah good luck with ain't too proud on broadway october 16th what else you got going on you've got that that takes up a lot you do it for like seven shows a week isn't that what ain't too proud has or uh it's actually eight shows a week eight shows a week (laughs) yeah over the course of six days that's the normal broadway schedule yeah so it keeps it keeps us busy um but uh that's happening, and then there's just some other, you know, recordings and 
couple of uh, one one off uh, events. Um, I'm going to be playing with with. Um, um, well, I, I think I mentioned to you I'll be uh, working with Clark this yes. Friday. We're recording something that's going to be pretty cool. I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's mostly about the brass, the brass, and some uh, percussion. Uh, and it's it's kind of a. Will you email me at I'm some working point? Working on it right now. Will you email me at some Absolutely. point and just let me know once you're allowed to say what everything's going on is? So um, it's it's of always course. fun and uh, getting the music out there to the people is is what it's yeah. all about. And tomorrow night you'll be again. You people get to see you perform live. Um, and you'll be at Colony in Woodstock with Jim Keller. And um, I. Yes. Yeah. Colonywoodstock.com Thursday night. Some great live music. I mean, Woodstock is so blessed now, too. I mean, it was in a little low. Ooh, yes. And now all these venues are coming back. And it's really wonderful to see. And Neil Howard at Colony has really done a fine job at that venue and has put so much time and effort into it. The sound system is incredible. The the sound people that he has working for him, the techs there are top-notch also. So, you know, really. That's what I've heard. It makes a huge difference. And yes. I think they're, we're going to be playing uh, outdoors. So thankfully yes. it's still warm and, and more, uh, more safe, yes. You know, for yeah. for everybody. Yeah, so, really cool a setup. Thing. A bunch of um, uh, picnic tables. Also, really good food there. Um, great libation. It's a really great scene at Colony Woodstock. And I don't know. There's a ton of picnic tables there. You could literally pack in a ton of people, hundreds of people there, if you wanted to. So, um, and it's safe because everything is outside. Everything's distanced. And, um, yeah, no, Colony Woodstock, the place to be tomorrow night to see you, Dan Levine, with Jim Keller. You also have a really cool... We're looking forward to it. You also have a nice website. You should um, tell people about that because we can keep up with all these great things. I mean, I, I, you know, started doing my homework. I'm like, I can't, I don't even know where to start with you because you have done so much and continue (laughs) to do so much. So, but... That's what you want to be doing when you're a working thank musician. You. So yeah, thank I've, you. I've got to be more on it. I, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people update their sites very often. I kind of just forget about it, and then <laughs> about a month later, oh yeah, maybe I should have listed that stuff. <laughs> I'm a little lazy with it, but thank you for the inspiration. Yeah, no problem. But and, but Dan Levine, you're busy working. That's why you don't have the time to be doing all of this other stuff. So <laughs> it's it's a good excuse. It's thank a very good excuse. So yeah. So listen, I thank you for your Welcome. time. I'm gonna play some more of your music and I will and wholeheartedly encourage people to go see you live tomorrow at Colony Woodstock and Get back to Broadway, man. Get Check out Ain't Too Proud with you on That's the trumpet right. back there in the pit. How cool is that? So lots of fun. Lots Looking of forward fun. to that. And I just want to thank you for being such a, a supporter of all of the music and the musicians up here. It really means a lot to us. Oh, well, thank it's it's completely my pleasure. It's done out of love. And you got, we need the arts more now than ever. Right, Dan? Fact. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's all just Absolutely. get out there, support each other, be kind to each other, and um, listen to some good music because this is the one art form that unites us all. So it doesn't matter what you believe, Agreed. and we all speak the same language when it's music. I got to ask you one more question. You've traveled the world with all these different musicians. Mm-hmm. Is there any place you haven't gone that you wanted to go perform? 
too? Like what any country oh, or interesting. venue? Um, there are a couple of places I, I haven't been that I think would be fascinating to go to, like Poland, Russia, you know, more Eastern Europe stuff, uh, mm-hmm. Greece. Um, oh. like what else? What am I leaving out? Um, those, those would be kind of cool places to go to. I've been to China, which was totally amazing. Japan, a bunch of times, totally amazing. Wow. Uh, Australia, Hawaii, Finland, Estonia. It's wow. great. It's great to travel around and just see how people live differently and, and um, just get in the, get just get in there and, and go with the flow of, of how they live. Yeah. You know, especially if you're able to be there for more than a couple of days, you can start to really get a feel for a place. Right. I recommend it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And and we learn more. It expands our our you know, it's it's our world is just yeah, it's it's large but then it isn't, you know, because you realize at the end of the day we're all right. really just human beings and we just think a little different, have okay. a little culture difference and but yeah, but music unites us. So thanks for being one of those uniters, Dan Levine. And um I will look forward to seeing you again sometime. Please keep me posted anytime you're playing and um I'll be happy to to um, get some music out and uh, and we'll talk again and I want to hear what you're recording with Clark after you've done it. <laughs> I will, I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to hear it. I love Absolutely. it. I love it. I really appreciate and that. please tell him I said hello. Have fun because how can you not with him? And um, and thank you oh, for your yeah, time. We always, have, we always have a good time. <laughs> I I do not doubt that one bit, not one bit. So <laughs> thank you so much for your time here today, Dan. It's been a pleasure. I'm gonna um, play some of these tracks and uh, keep spinning the music here on the on the radio. So thank you. Stay safe, and um, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Rita. Okay, thank take you. care. Bye, bye. WVKR Independent Radio Poughkeepsie, Dan Levine. Let's take a music, let's take a listen to music he played on with They Might Be Giants. Let's take a listen to When Will You Die? 913. I'm so tired of your lies. And the evil things you're doing behind my back Are the crimes that you have never committed I doubt it sometimes I wonder when will you die You're insane You are bad You wreck everything you touch And you're a sociopath There's just one thing that everyone's wondering When will you die School children stay at home And all the banks will close Are wondering when you're gonna die 
WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. That is some of the work that our today's guest, Dan Levine, has performed on. We just heard a solo clip of Out of the Night um, from Jens Wendelby, Fresh Heat album. We also heard a solo clip from Unbreakable Man by Oren Blodo. And we heard They Might Be Giants, When Will You Die? Horn arrangement by today's guest, Dan Levine. Also want to play um, Hippie Big Band, which is what we also discussed. And by the way, if you missed any of that interview, that conversation we just had with Dan Levine, it's going to be uploaded tonight on the YouTube channel, the Local Motion YouTube channel, as well as... um, as well as wherever you might do your streaming platform from. Just follow Local Motion, give it a like, and uh, you'll be able to take a listen to some of the great interviews that we've had here, lucky enough to have here. We're going to play one more by something Dan Levine has done, and I want to um, play this. This is really cool. So I'm just pulling this up right now. This is the Hippie Big Band, and it's uh, 
a remark you made, and this is by Weather Reports, Joe Zavinall, and Dan plays the melody at the beginning and also does some solo work on this as well. So what we're going to do is take a listen to Hippie Big Band right here, right now on 91.3 WVKR. Oh, 
913 WVKR Independent Radio, Poughkeepsie, New York. It is 5.01 p.m. That was the Hippie Big Band, which is a new band led by um, Russ Annixter. And a group of musicians that all came together over this COVID shutdown made a series of recordings. Today's guest on Local Motion, Dan Levine, mixed everything. And man, this came together beautiful. The track we heard was A Remark you made by weather reports joe zavinall and dan was um a huge part of that they're going to be playing the hippie big band at chelsea table in new york city at their badass brunch series noon on sunday september 26th so if you're down in manhattan chelsea table badass brunch series with the hippie big band on the 26th is definitely the place to be. Dan will also be performing tomorrow with Jim Keller at Colony in Woodstock. And um, and then he'll be returning to Broadway in October with the musical Ain't Too Proud. So thank you to Dan Levine for being today's guest here on Local Motion. We've got another hour to go. Local Motion is here each and every Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. I am your host, Rita Ryan. All the shows are uploaded on YouTube as well as the wherever you stream your streaming platforms, such as, I don't know, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. Just give it a like, give it a follow, and you'll always be caught up with all the wonderful music that is happening here in and around the Hudson Valley, because that's what this show is all about. Music of the Hudson Valley. Speaking of which, the next two tracks I'm going to be playing are from performers that will be performing this weekend at the Falcon in Marlboro. Let's start off with Hollis Brown here on 91.3 WVKR, Independent Radio Poughkeepsie. May the light shine down upon your shoulder upon your shoulder and show you the way and may you be blessed by the hands of mercy may the hands of mercy show you the way May the light shine down upon your shoulder, 
upon your shoulder and show you the way and may you be blessed by the hands of mercy may the hands of mercy show you the way WVKR Art Thief We heard the the album called Tough Crowd and we just heard Alley Cat Art Thief Produced by Sam Smith Musician Sam Smith He's on keyboards, guitar, vocals And 
Vocoder. Jeremy True is on drums, Damian Jackson on guitar, music and lyrics by Sam Smith is what we just heard on Alley Cat. So Art Thief is doing a, um, a split bill this weekend at the Falcon in Marlboro. They'll be performing there. Let me get the exact info here for you. And I will tell you that Art Thief will be at the Falcon on Sunday. It's a split bill between them and Valapala and um, Valley Pala. That's this Sunday at the Falcon. And we also heard from Hollis Brown. Their release is called Three Shots. We heard the track Cathedral. And the Hollis Brown is starting another residency at the Falcon. They've done several there. And they typically tour all over the place. We're lucky to have them here doing a residency at the Falcon through December. Live at thefalcon.com for reservations to go see Hollis Brown this Saturday. And they'll be there, I think, most every Saturday to up until December. And again, Sunday, Art Thief will be at the Falcon also. We are going to keep the music flowing now. A gentleman who will be performing on the 24th, I believe, the next Saturday. I'm going to get the dates correct and um, let you know, but you're not going to want to miss this one. This is a jazz guitarist, Mr. Ed Cherry, here on 91.3 WVKR. Thank you. 
WVKR 518 PM brand new music. This is a single that was just released off the track off the album unhooked by Jesse Lee Montag. Jesse was part of the group Jake years ago. And um, I guess she, she, I'd love Jesse. She's my hairdresser, by the way. So a full disclosure there, but she had this band Jake and she was going to resurrect that band and started out writing as, um, make, you know, making music for the band Jake, but then COVID happened. So then she started putting all this work together in her home studio and decided to make this more of a solo project and started working with Grammy winning award Grammy award-winning producer Malcolm Byrne, who's local here to the Hudson Valley. So she connected with him and um, they're coming out. This beautiful album is out, Unhooked by Jesse Lee Lee Montag. And we just heard Cowboy. She just put out a beautiful video that accompanies accompanies that single. And you can find out more about Jesse on her website, Jesse Lee Montag at dot uh, com jessieleemontag.com and really great video you can check it out on youtube as well again the release is called unhooked volume one we also heard ed cherry 
Let the music take your mind from the LP Soul Tree. Ed Cherry will be playing in Woodstock at Barnstock on the 25th of September. Ed Cherry, if you're not familiar with him, is a jazz guitarist. He played for Dizzy Gillespie for about 15 years, from 1978 to 1992-93. He's also performed with Roy Hargrove and Dr. Lonnie Smith. He is quite a gifted guitarist. I was lucky enough to see him the last time he was at Barnstock and just completely blown away by his talent. You can get information. You just, um, it's by donation is how they do it at Barnstock. You don't need tickets. It's a really cool venue at Matt Garrity's place. And info can be found on the website at barnstocknycom Again, Ed Sherry performing on the 25th. You just kind of have to make a reservation. Usually the shows are held outside. Um, I think if it's inclement weather, he might be bringing it in. So check it out. Ed Sherry. And we've got the Bardavon opening their doors again, which is so wonderful. And the Bardavon is being opened with this great band. Let's take a listen right now to new music from Dispatch here on 91.3 WVKR. I remember that night. You fell asleep under the truck when it got late In the morning when I pulled out to look for you Thank God I rode out straight Nothing was ever too much Doing flips off the roof It's like you were cheating death left and right But you still wanted proof And I was thinking about you just yesterday How you were gonna stop by on your way Had some things that I wanted to talk to you about Had some things that I wanted to say But now I stand here in your flannel shirt Your mom couldn't bear to give it to goodwill It's not even cold out but I wear it still You were always there when we hit the wall Now no one's gonna break our fall We laughed until we got drunk We drank until we fight And then we'd laugh again over my fat lip While you were icing your eye Then you got behind the needle Chasing the next high And then you managed to escape it You got that job and you married your wife And I was thinking about you just yesterday How you were gonna stop by on your way I had some things that I wanted to talk to you about Had some things that I wanted to But now I stand here in your flannel shirt Your mom couldn't better give it to goodwill It's not even cold out but I wear it still You were always there when we hit the wall Now no one's gonna break our fall Break our fall 
just yesterday How you were gonna stop by on your way I had some things that I wanted to talk to you about Had some things that I wanted to say But now I'll stand here in your flannel shirt Mom couldn't get a give it to goodwill Half 